Rachel, and this is the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm a stroke survivor and grateful recovering alcoholic. Today, I'm going to be talking about becoming everything you're capable of becoming. And um, anybody who listened to my podcast yesterday... Um, I hope that you were anticipating what I was going to come out with today. Um, I talked about how I had a really shitty day yesterday and that I had come up with a plan on how I was going to create a recovery daily schedule for myself to try to, number one, get me out of my funk to to prioritize my recovery um, and not not exactly in that order. So I did that. I spent some time putting together a schedule for myself and um, something that's kind of funny. I woke up this morning. I didn't have the schedule yet when I woke up this morning. I didn't I didn't decide to do that in the middle of the night or anything. I, but I woke up this morning with hope, and that was one thing that I was going to um, put a little star on my mirror every day that I felt this, this really strong feeling of hope. So I get a star for today. Um, I should get to go uh, on Amazon and buy myself some little star stickers, maybe. Um, so I woke up this morning, I was feeling hope and I don't know who out there has, uh, listened to the movie. Um, oh no, no, I'm having a, uh, oh shoot. I can't think of the name. Oh, anyway, there's a line from a movie about, um, people who smoke pot all the time. Hmm. If you know what movie I'm talking about, put it in the comments of this episode. But uh, one of the main characters, his name is Thoroughgood Jenkins. He woke up in the morning and he said, it's a brand new day, Thoroughgood Jenkins. It's a hilarious movie. Anyway, that's what I thought of when I woke up this morning. So I really, uh, I did not pop out of bed. That's for sure. I was super tired because I stayed up too late, but my new schedule is going to fix that for myself. So I woke up, I was tired, but I still was kind of jazzed up about having a plan. Sometimes just having a plan is all you need, but implementing the plan is the most important part of that. So Before I get into what uh, schedule arrangements I've made, I wanted to talk about um, something called the hierarchy of, uh, let's see, what are we actually calling it? It's a five-stage model of human needs, and uh, it's arranged in a hierarchy, so This was created by an American psychologist, not a psychiatrist, psychologist, and his name was Abraham Maslow. 
And so he wrote a paper in 1943 called A Theory of Human Motivation. So I wanted to share this because I think it's really interesting. So I'll talk through it and then we'll get over to my recovery uh, schedule that I've made for myself. So Maslow wanted to understand what motivates people. And he believed that people possess a set of motivation systems unrelated to rewards or unconscious desires. He stated that people are motivated to achieve certain needs. And then when one need is fulfilled, a person seeks to fulfill the next one and so on. The earliest and most widespread version of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that's what I was looking for, it's called the hierarchy of needs, includes five motivational needs. They're often depicted as hierarchical levels within a pyramid. So this five-stage model is divided into basic needs that includes like your physical needs like uh, safety, love, esteem, and then your food and water and all that stuff. And then your growth needs, which is called self-actualization. The deficiency needs, uh, otherwise known as the basic needs, are said to motivate people when they are unmet. Also, the need to fulfill such needs will become stronger the longer the duration they're denied. So, for example, when a person goes without food, the more hungry they will become. The longer they go without water, the thirstier they're going to become. So one must satisfy lower level basic needs before progressing on to meet your higher level growth needs. And then once these needs have been satisfied, one may, may be able to reach the highest level of needs, which is called self-actualization. Every person is capable and has the desire to move up this hierarchy towards self-actualization. And I'll talk about what self-actualization is. Um, unfortunately, in during the progress, it's often disrupted by failure to meet lower level needs. Life experiences, including things like divorce and losing your job, um, can fluctuate you between the levels. So, and then imagine if, um, I mean, it makes perfect sense, somebody who is really struggling to just meet the basic needs in life, the basic physiological needs, is not terribly concerned, you know, about self-esteem and, you know, their social uh, impact and stuff like that. They're really just trying to live at that point. So Maslow noted that only one in a hundred people become fully self-actualized because our society rewards motivation primarily based on esteem, love, and other social needs. So let's look at the hierarchy of needs. Um, 
Let's see. So he came up with, in the 1943 version of, of his paper, he came up with um, five levels of the hierarchy. However, um, in 1970, in the 60s and 70s, he came up with an expanded version that includes cognitive and aesthetic uh needs. So I'm just going to kind of talk through these, uh, this hierarchy and, um, and then I'll get over to what needs I need to focus on to, uh, to just kind of boost my recovery. And then we'll work through how to address, address the later needs in the hierarchy. So Number one is your basic biological and physiological needs. Um, so these include things like air, food, exercise, drink, um, shelter, sex, sleep, exercise, all of those things that you need <clears throat> for your body. And this, uh, these basic needs encompass those um, focus areas that I've addressed earlier this week that are required in order to um, encourage your neurological connections. So that's your basic needs, number one. So the second one is safety needs. And this one includes protection from the elements like rain and cold and heat. Um, it includes security, law, uh, stability, um, and so forth. Okay, number three is love and belongingness needs. So this is what is included in this level. It's friendship and intimacy, uh, affection and love. And this is from across the board in your life. This is from your family, your friends, a romantic relationship, and even from people at work. So having that, um, those relationships at work are all included in number three. And then the next level is esteem needs. So this is including your self-esteem, your achievement, mastery, your sense of independence and prestige, and, um, and your status. So those are your first four. So then we get into some of these more advanced needs. And remember that um, as I talk through these, think about the previous levels and how, you know, if I'm shooting for um, getting a promotion at work, I can't necessarily focus on those types of like needs for achievement and such if I'm not already building genuine and strong relationships with people. So 
it really makes sense to me the more that I look at it. And, and I'll include this in the, um, in the notes of the episode so that you can actually take some time and look at them. Um, okay, so the fifth one uh, is cognitive needs. So this is um, knowledge and finding meaning. The next one is aesthetic needs. This is your appreciation and search for beauty and balance. Next is self-actualization. So what is self-actualization? I'm glad you asked. That is um, realizing your own personal potential and self-fulfillment. This is seeking personal growth. You can think of this as the process of becoming everything you're capable of becoming. And then the last level is transcendence needs. And this is helping others to achieve self-actualization. So being of service to others. So um, kind of like put your oxygen mask on first before you help somebody else. Um, that kind of thing. So really interesting the order that these are put in, and um, I'm 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 interested in expanding on this. I think in further episodes to talk a little bit more about why these are in the order that they're in, and how we uh, kind of bounce around in this hierarchy throughout life, and what causes us to. Um, what causes us to bounce back and forth from achieving independence and self-esteem uh, and then having to bounce back to searching for that friendship and belonging from work and family and friends. So I'll definitely talk more about that later. So this is what I've done. I decided I'm going to try to figure out what do I need to change in my life in order to put recovery first. So if I were to put recovery first, that means that I need to do things that are going to uh, encourage my rehabilitation, encourage my brain health, encourage my mental health, and my physical health. So I went back to my previous episodes where I had talked about sleep, exercise, food, and meditation and how important those are for the brain. That without those basic needs, I am nothing's going to change. I'm not going to set myself up for success. So I started with sleep because I think in my situation, uh, sleep is really the most important thing that I can do. Um, I have been really forcing myself to sleep in some situations. Like today, I did not want to take a nap. Um, my brain was just going crazy. I was thinking about 
I was thinking about something silly from years ago, and I actually started getting kind of anxious and spun up about it. So I had to, I had to take a couple breaths, and um, I was thinking through a meditation that I had done the night before to go to bed. And, um, and so I was thinking through that meditation again and it, and I, I went to bed, (laughs) I went to sleep, I should say. So to focus on my sleep, um, I found two things that I need to change. And, um, one is that I need to move my podcast research and recording to earlier in the day. Because what I've been doing is I wait until 8.30 at night when I put the puppies to bed in their crates. I call it a den. But I put them to bed in their dens. And then then I come in here because, oh, I won't have any distractions. Well, that's ridiculous. I don't need to wait until 8.30 at night to do it. I've got all day... And I'm even struggling at times to not be bored. So why am I not um, working through this the way that I would do a job, you know? So um, as long as I'm up for it, you know, then I can move it to earlier in the day. And then number two for sleep is to go to bed at 8. 30 again. So that means go into my room and start my bedtime routine at 8.30. And this is something, it may seem ridiculously early to um, to you, but this is a routine that I started years ago and um, I kind of abandoned it once I went on short-term disability and I started doing this podcast. So I need to get that back. And what's interesting is I was actually yesterday considering changing what I do. Like typically when I wake up in the morning, I go to a sobriety meeting. I feed my dogs I let them out and then I go from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Religiously, I go to a sobriety fellowship meeting. Well, I was considering changing the meeting that I go to, going to a later meeting so that I'm not so tired. So I should sleep in. And, um, and so instead, you know, instead of changing my sleep schedule, so um, when I actually sat down this morning, I was like, that is ridiculous. I was actually going to change everything else uh, to accommodate the podcast. And that is not the reason for the podcast. I should be fitting the podcast in wherever, um, wherever it fits and make sure that I get my sleep. The sleep is the priority. So um, I decided that once I'm done with my recovery meeting between uh, 7 and 8, I'm going to go ahead and do my research and uh, record my podcast. And then I also selected a time in the afternoon for my nap. 
Um, what I had been doing is just whenever I start getting tired, I lay down and, and I found myself laying down like three times. And only one of those times I was actually taking a nap. Other times I was like bored and I'd listen to my book and uninspirational, you know, just like trudging. Trudging is actually not a negative word. Uh, drudging. How about that? Anyway, so sleep. I'm going to accommodate for my sleep so that I can get at least eight hours in a row and um, more if possible. So the next priority for me or basic need that I need to meet is exercise and Um, that's not just for me, but also for my puppies, because the more that I've been dragging my feet around the house, I can see that the puppies are getting bored. I walked into a room yesterday and my Weimaraner was chewing on the brand like the trunk of one of my plants and I was like what the hell is happening so um I realized that I'm not the only one that needs to get my shit together so I have added puppy exercise in the morning because they need exercise too so I am really happy to report that I have been able to walk about two blocks uh, over to the elementary school to let my Weimaraner run around in a field. And then I have been able to walk both of the dogs around the block. And I have not felt like I was going to fall over. So that's really good. And that means I need to capture that opportunity and ride with it. So I've added puppy exercise and training because they like training. It gives them a job. And then in the afternoon, um, right before puppy dinner time, I have added an hour just focused on self-exercise. So that means if the dogs are um, too much of a distraction, they're going to have to go into their dens. And so today I took that time and did an hour of yoga and it was so nice. And, um, the dogs actually laid down beside my yoga mat. And (laughs) funny enough, At the one part of yoga where you're on your back and you're kind of lifting your pelvic region up to build to make a bridge, my Weimaraner came over, laid like re- parallel to me beside my um, mat, and rolled over on her back, just like me. It was hilarious. I wish I had a a uh somebody to take a picture or something it was so funny so um and without doing these things I don't have the opportunity to laugh and see things like that so it was really it I'm moving in the right direction I'm really hopeful and so the next basic need that I'm going to meet and 
accommodate uh, time for is food. So just today on my walk around the block with um, my Weimaraner, I ran into another dog owner and she said, oh my gosh, you've lost weight. What are you doing? How did you do that? And I thought this isn't good because I don't, I like losing weight, but I'm not doing it for the right reasons. And um, I know that as much as I like my clothes falling off of me and stuff, that um, there's a point where I start not looking very healthy. And I think that's what's happening now because I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like folding over the waistbands of my um, shorts and stuff like that. So I think that um, I need to make sure that I schedule time to eat. So um, I'm going to uh, eat both breakfast and lunch. I had been skipping lunch. And that is just simply because I'd either forget or I was too lazy. So breakfast and lunch is going to happen. I'm going to drink at least one full bottle of water. And by full, I mean one of those big Yeti water bottles. So and, and I'm, I'm trying to make it reasonable. Um, that's why I'm not going to be drinking 128 ounces of water. I'm never going to do that. And it's going to be, I'm going to be miserable and in the bathroom all the time. <laughs> so, uh, at least one, uh, water bottle. And I had been starting to drink, um, too many Cokes. I was having two Cokes a day and I need to bring that back down to one Coke at the most a day. And I actually did not have a Coke today, interestingly enough. And then I wrote down some additional fluids that I can enjoy, like a smoothie, lemonade, and some tea. And you see, like, I realize this is very kind of tedious and detailed and stuff, but this is really helpful to me to do this kind of exercise. And I think that everybody should do something like this to almost reassess if you are meeting your basic needs and what do you not have time for and where can you steal that time from? So... Next, we have, um, and I apologize if you can hear my voiceover in the background. I forgot again to turn that off. And so the next basic need for me, um, I've added rehab. So I need to make sure that I do my rehabilitation, my vision therapy homework twice a day. And so I have assigned a specific time to do that because what I was doing is, oh, yeah, I got to do my vision therapy. I mean, it only takes like not even five minutes to do it. It's probably getting to the point where it's about five minutes uh, each time. But I'll do it when I feel like it or when I remember. And that's not prioritizing recovery. So 
I'm going to do that. And then I've also uh, put aside time to reward myself from completing my rehabilitation. And this goes back to the happy chemicals. I need to make sure that I'm rewarding myself for a job well done, you know, and by rewarding, I mean, I get to um, do whatever I like to sit in the sun. Um, I like to do my crafts. And I like to do my sewing and my audiobooks. And my boyfriend got me a projector to see if I can watch TV on the wall like that instead of on the device. So I'm going to set some time to practice watching the projector also. And that's all fun stuff and interesting stuff. So that'll follow my rehab time. And then the final basic need that I need to meet is to schedule some time to meditate. And What I have been doing over the past six weeks is I would, um, sorry, my mind just went blank. I would, uh, when I was getting ready to lay down for bed, either for my nap or at night after I turn the light off, that's when I would turn on a meditation. Um, in the evening I turn on a sleep story and I don't consider that a meditation, but the actual meditation, like, like a calm, you know, Tamara Levitt type meditation, I need to actually sit in a quiet room and close my eyes and not be laying down and getting ready to go to sleep. Because what I hear is that this is not a meditation that is going to sleep. And so meditation is about staying awake but calming your mind. So that's what that's what I've got for my new schedule. So I am writing my new schedule on a I have a whiteboard in my room that's left over from COVID, my COVID office that was in my bedroom. So I'm gonna write my schedule up on the wall. And if I don't meet these times exactly, that's okay. This isn't something that I'm beating myself up for. This is something that will serve as guidance for me so that if I'm ever sitting and thinking, what am I going to do now? You know, and that's been happening a lot. Um, I can look at my schedule and know that I have my whole day from 6.25 in the morning to 8.30 at night accounted for about what um, what I should be during, doing uh, during that time. There is time from 5 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And that I just have uh, set as reward and rest. And that's really because this is time that I spend with my boyfriend and we have dinner together and we have lots of conversation. We used to watch TV, but now we just now we talk. And it's actually pretty fun, I think. (laughs) So um, anyway, that's what I've got. So I'm looking forward to 
getting started with this tomorrow. I did a little bit today, but we had a little bit of a wonky schedule because it was a Sunday and we went to Home Depot, which was super fun. It's super fun to go to the grocery store for a spell and go to Home Depot when you have not left the house in seven days. Let me tell you, you should try it. <laughs> it really makes you appreciate all the new products in the grocery store and um, and all the people that you see walking by. So kind of funny. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And um, thanks for the support and continuing to tune in. I really appreciate you all being on uh, on my recovery journey. I'll talk to you tomorrow. 